Hey, it's Lacey Broussard, and this is the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. From sex and motherhood, birth and relationships, communication and intimacy building, and Taoism and Tantra, we explore topics such as self-care, self-pleasure, body image, jadex, the feminine cycles, creativity in business, and modern spirituality. The Multi-Orgasmic Mama is a place to come for true stories and transformational advice on how to be a mama and a multi-orgasmic woman too. Welcome everyone to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. Today I have on a special guest, Malia Black. She's a doula and a birth professional. And we're going to be talking today about how having a great sexuality actually gives you more energy for mothering. <laughs> so that's quite a taboo for most of you, I know, but it's a message that I really want to get out there. So Malia, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I feel like I help in birth, um, not just as a doula in literal birth situations, but also as a coach, um, a life coach. I help women birth um, ideas. I help women birth their best selves. Um, so I feel like the birth professional role was just the beginning for me. It opened up this whole world of realizing that life really parallels birth. And so, um, I feel like once women have had their babies, I'm still helping them birth things all the time, um, walking them through, um, how to, transition into mothering and how what does your best self look like when you're a mother and all of those things so I feel like I uh, have a really amazing job yeah for sure sounds like it perpetual birth I love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome yeah yeah. So as a doula and a midwife, what have you noticed about uh, women's sexual sexuality and relationships um, after having babies? Well, I feel like a lot of women really struggle to embrace the paradox that I can be a good, loving, nurturing mother and also be a robust sexual being. I feel like our society and our upbringing as women has taught us that sexuality and the good mom cannot coexist. That you're either, you know, um, promiscuous and sexual or you're a mom. And we've really lost the idea that we are women who are sexual beings and can be nurturing moms at the same time and that those two things can and should coexist yeah definitely i have totally noticed that as well which is really the whole reason that i started this podcast was to kind of break the taboos about uh, how we kind of feel like we have to give up our sexuality when we become mothers because somehow it's not acceptable to be a sexually vibrant woman and a mom too. Um, so in my experience, it's been that I can have both and I 
strive so hard to make that known to other women too. So I'm curious, in your role as a doula and birth professional, you see a lot of women postpartum, and I'm sure you know and have a lot of friends that you talk to. And um, what is their number one concerns about uh, sexuality and motherhood that you hear about? Um, for a lot of women, it's just the loss of the drive. Um, so part of it is just the, the physiologic aspects of postpartum, the sleep deprivation. If you're nursing, you don't really feel like your body is your own. Um, and if there are other children, you know, just the, just the fatigue and the demand, um, on the, the physical demands on your body every day, just don't leave a lot of, um, time to self nurture and, um, feel like anything more than mom mode. Um, so that's a big challenge. Um, but I also think that, um, motherhood brings into different dynamics into our relationship and we really have to be intentional about carving out that space for um, our partner and our sexual relationship and i think women are just really struggling to figure out what that looks like you know it's hard a mom who's sleeping two hours a night or four hours a night nursing three times during that time frame and you know then a toddler comes and crawls in bed at 7 a.m really finds it hard to wrap her head around where where in the world in there am i going to you know um embrace that part of myself or even do i even recognize that part of myself anymore what does that part of myself look like now um you know, when my breasts are leaking and, you know, I may or may not have showered today. <laughs> so um, I think we have to, you know, really help women let go of a lot of ideals and perfectionism around that, um, that dynamic and embrace what's there. You know, that might mean a quickie in the shower so that you get your shower and your sex at the same time. Uh, you know? yeah. um, we have to get creative and um, sort of release some ideas, old ideas about what it has to look like. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I, I think that a lot of women get in their head that to have a healthy sexuality with kids and with toddlers means that you have to be having sex all the time. And in my experience, that's not, necessarily true it's not so much the quantity of sex you're having it's the quality of it that really makes a difference so like are you actually connecting are you intimately connecting because more than anything that i hear from new moms is that they feel a lack of connected connection to their partner and that doesn't have mm -hmm. to you know come in the form of having sex although it can but that there are so many other things that we can do to really um, to feel more of that connection. And one of the things that I always teach is my fears, desires, and loves practice. Look, if you just don't want to have sex, then but you want to connect and feel that intimate connection and be seen and to be heard, then that's just one 
of my go-to practices uh, to get that without having to be physically touched. So, um, Leah, I'm also curious about uh, the role of birth trauma and women that have uh, issues, you know, retaining their sex life after birth. Um, have you seen a big correlation with that or is that something that you help women with? Yeah, I have seen a lot of that and it's really unfortunate. And, um, you know, it's part of why I do what I do, not just, you know, because I love birth and all the things birth, but um, because I really would like to see the climate change, especially here in the United States around women, their autonomy and, um, you know, their desires around birth um, not being um, prioritized by care providers. And so what I see a lot of the time, in fact, a lot of times when people come to hire me to, um, to be at their birth, it's because they've had an experience where they did not feel seen, heard, respected, um, in various ways. And yes, some of, for, for a lot of those women that meant, um, the way that they birthed was actually felt violating to their body. And that's a very conflicting feeling for a lot of women because they feel like they should be happy. They have their baby, but at the same time, they can't negotiate what has happened in their body. And a lot of them feel a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. I should have said something. I could have said something. Um, I should have spoken up. Um, or they feel a lot of anger that they, they feel like they were bullied or they feel like they were um, pressured into something that, you know, if they hadn't been having, you know, hard contractions every two minutes, they would never have said yes to. Um, and in that dynamic too, some of them do blame their partner for um, not, not realizing what was happening and stepping in. So there's a lot of dynamics there. There's physical dynamic of, I feel like my body didn't work the way um, I thought it would and actually feels a little um, traumatized by this experience and that um, feeling that um, their partner may or may not have um, contributed in that moment um, to that dynamic. So it can get really, um, you know, it can get really complex. And of course, for some of those issues, um, you know, I, I refer people out to a more professional um, line of help, but a lot of it is just communication um, and really um, being, women just need to be heard and seen and validated in those experiences so that they can find healing again. And that's what I try to help them do. Yeah, definitely. When I first heard that one in three women consider their birth traumatic, that mm -hmm. statistic, like it totally scared me because the fact that we don't have any idea, like no one talks about it. And you know, in my curiosity of, you know, what's going on with women 
like totally losing their desire for sex after birth, I, I started to wonder, is there a link between birth trauma and a woman's lack of desire? And I really do feel like there is like so many women just aren't interested. And as a matter of nature and breastfeeding, like that's totally understandable. But what I find is that even after the breastfeeding's ended, the kids sleeping through the night, that the sex drive and, and the wanting to reconnect in that way, just it's not coming back. And I really think that it, it's related to either some sort of past sexual trauma or birth trauma that no one is talking about. And there's so few professionals out there who are actually dealing with this because the main message that we're getting is, well, you should just be thankful that your baby's okay and alive. And, you know, screw you and your, your birth trauma. Nobody cares. You have a healthy, happy baby, you know, and that's so, so damaging to a woman's psyche. It, it makes her feel like, well, I guess I didn't matter. I guess what I say and how I feel doesn't matter. And there's nothing as hurtful as feeling that way, you know? So yeah, I, I definitely see this huge link too with women just losing interest and it being related to something like that or a past sexual trauma. So I'm wondering, in what ways are you currently helping mamas get back in touch with their sexuality and their bodies? Yeah, well, here in the Bible Belt, um, for, for us and for me, it's been just starting the conversations. That's, that's been a huge um, a step forward because no one was having these conversations and women were suffering silently, wondering if they were just weird or am I the only one who feels this way? And um, is it normal to feel this way? And, you know, all of those things. So just starting the conversations and having the conversations has been a big step forward. And, um, and other women like me being willing to, to, you know, be very bold and talk about much in the same way that you do, just to be able to, be vocal and be open about um, sexual health, um, about pleasure, about all of these things that, you know, have generally been taboo um, as far as, you know, casual conversation goes. Um, and just to be a role model and show that I'm, I'm not scared of having these conversations. I, I don't, you know, we, I have a sex positive home. We talk about these things in our family. Um, you know, these conversations are just part of our, our life and, and appropriately so. And my 27 year old daughter would tell you, um, well, she compares me to the mom figure on meet the Fockter, meet the Fockers. Ah! Um, the, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> she's like, my mom is going to ask you about your orgasm. If you tell her about your cramps or <laughs> So, you know, and, and, you know, that's funny and all, but I love that. I love that people know that I'm a safe place to have these conversations and that I'm not afraid to have them. Cause I really feel like that's the first step is just being willing to talk and being willing, um, uh, to be open, uh, about this part of our lives. that's so vital and so important, um, for sure. And so that's, that's my current, um, focus is just awareness and having the conversations um 
but definitely um, moving forward into the education aspects of it too. Um, uh, as as the um, we have to move a little slow with these things here in the South. Um, we have to take things in baby steps or else we'll get burned at the stake. So we have to kind of, we have to kind of tread, um, gently, but I'm so excited to see what's happening here. Um, you know, just at my yoga class Sunday night, um, I teach a yoga class where, um, we very much get back in touch with our sensual and sexual selves. Um, with the music and the movement um, and I had somebody come up to me after class and just say I'm just so grateful for this village of women where I can talk about this part of myself unashamedly and uh, and I can be authentic and you know authenticity is freedom so um, I feel like um, you know we just have to keep talking and so that's what I'm just gonna do is keep talking um, you know about it and uh, letting women know it's important yeah yeah I think so many women crave to be able to authentically express themselves sexually in an age of pornography and it's, it's just everywhere and it's so easily accessible I think it really um, dampens women to feel like they can authentically express themselves sexually and it be received. I think there's so much fear around that. And also around the shame, like the shame of even talking about it. I love that, you know, you meet women with just an, an open and loving arms and just having discussions about it, just letting them know, hey, you, it's safe to talk to me about this. Like just having that safety to talk about it is so so valuable like if you don't have a group of girlfriends or mentors that you can talk about your sexual self with I mean it's literally the force of the force inside of you and in each of us that you know perpetuates the human species and it's the thing that we most shame and make you know give a bad rep to like it's just it's it's awful that this is where we've come uh, with our sexuality because it's just been so repressed and so feared and so shamed that women feel like they can't even talk about it in a safe manner so i love that people can come to you and that they feel trusting of you and safe with you to do that. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious more about your, uh, your yoga classes you have. What do you do with these classes? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was, it was inspired by a class that I actually took a few years back when I was, uh, had just entered my forties and was feeling, I, I wasn't even sure what I was feeling. Um, uh, I just had lost touch with who I was. And I went to this class and we were, you know, rolling our hips and twerking and, um, you know, integrating that into our yoga moves. And I, it's, it's some, it set something free inside of me. And so I adopted that style into my yoga class so we play very sexy music um you know everybody knows that you know when you come to my class the music is very rated r um and 
that is our safe space where we can just express and we move our bodies um, in ways that as moms, we don't get to move, um, you know, real often. And, you know, it's, it's a freedom um, that uh, has helped so many women get back in touch with that part of themselves. And women tell me all the time, like, my partner loves this class like <laughs> because when i come home you know they feel free and and you know um yeah and it's just been really really great what do you um, call this type of yoga that you're teaching <laughs> so i call the class zen booty <laughs> because it's a combination of you know we we do a lot of meditation and deep spiritual work in the class, but then this, the, that booty work is part of the well, spiritual yeah. work. Um, and so I integrate those together. Oh, um, you know, people don't generally associate twerking with a spiritual practice, but in my class it is. <laughs> oh, I totally do. Oh yes, I totally do. I love it. <laughs> I know you probably do too. Yes. I know not everyone. Yeah, we know. We found the secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and you know like I I practice a lot of uh eastern philosophy and um a tantrika and I adhere to a lot of the Taoist uh philosophy as well that your energy systems um the whole energy system and the tantric and Taoist philosophy is all based on your root chakra which it, which is your sexual center. So and a woman, it's her cervix. So you you don't have the energy for other things in your life, like all of the higher things, the self-expression, the ability to really excel in your career or to become spiritually enlightened unless you've got the sexual energy piece down. Like that's your life force. That's the energy that you use to uh, transform into all of these other energies that we need for life. So to me, it's the most important piece because absolutely, uh, if you don't, if you're not okay with your sexual energy and your sexuality, it's a base. Hmm, what do you call it? It's like a base level existence of, you know, I I'm not okay with my own body. Like, if you're not okay with your sexuality, how could you be okay with all of you? How could you be okay? with living in this body that's obviously um, a sexual creature and, you know, call yourself spiritually enlightened or whatever. Like you can't because you've got to become okay with that piece first. So I think that that's a really important thing to point out is that, you know, unless you're okay and accepting and loving of your own sexuality and sexual energy, it's really hard to, present yourself as someone who feels worthy to be in the world, to take up space in the world, to be empowered in the world, because there's always something in the back of your mind saying, it's not okay to express myself sexually, or like, I can't, I can't be that way, or I'm too much, or, you know, all of those things. So I see a lot of that going on with women is that, you know, we try and spiritually bypass the sexual piece because we think we can, and that we can, be empowered without being okay with our own sexuality. And I'm here to call BS on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 
So I love that you're doing Zen booty yoga. I think that's amazing. You need to like trademark that and do <laughs> it. That would be <laughs> in my spare time. Yes. <laughs> like what is that, right? <laughs> so what changes have you noticed in the women that are going to your yoga classes? And you also have like a box subscription thing too, right? I do. Each of these things have sort of built on the other. Um, so when we started the, the class and, and women did start becoming more aware, there was this desire to grow and to, okay, now who, who is this self and how do I, um, you know, really start bringing her out more? Oh, wow, this is the real me. Like, how do I get to know this person? And so, um, what I find, you know, most of the women who come to my class are moms of at least one, if not multiple children, um, a lot of them still small. And, you know, you know, reading a book is nearly impossible for them. You know, having, a, you know, as soon as they sit down to read a book, they fall asleep. Um, you know, listening, um, you know, to long, um, you know, classes and workshops and things like that are getting to them. And even as a coach, you know, finding an hour of quiet time to get on the phone with me just was not practical for them. And so I just, you know, tried to figure out what, how can I, you know, get this, you know, nurturing to help these women nurture this part of themselves um, in a way that's practical for them. and um, a subscription box ended up being the solution to that wow. because it comes to their home in their mailbox. So it's not something you have to log into. It's not something you have to go to. It comes to you. Um, it's really hard not to open our mail as long as it's not a bill or junk, you know, we want what's in there. And so it's, um, it's appealing and inside the box are um, intentions and life work that is in small digestible pieces. So, um, you know, we, we move through three intentions each month and all of those are designed to pull out our real self. Um, but it's not overwhelming and it's not, um, you know, it's not, an overload of information. It's just simple tools and um, simple things that women can do to help nurture this part of themselves and feel more free to be their authentic self, including that authentic sexual being um, that they are. So it's been a really, um, and we've created this little village online, um, all of us together working toward the same goals um, and every month we start we kick off on the full moon and that's been um, really significant to have a ritual um, in that really kicks things off and um, we've all started alliance you know syncing our cycles up and it's just become this really neat sisterhood um, in there and and um, and, and, and we're really having a great time with it, but we're also really transforming in there. And that's been amazing. That's 
so cool. So is that just for local women or is it for women all around the world? It's for women all around the United States. I'm not currently shipping outside of the United States yet, but um, that's uh, that'll probably be on the horizon. But my vision was, um, you know, for women to connect their energy with each other that uh, I know it can be hard, especially with moms who have little children to face to face connect with other women. Um, and so this is me meeting the, uh, the, the current age where it is the technological age and saying, okay, if we can't get together on the regular face to face, then what can we do to energetically connect? And so when we all meet under that full moon each month with our box, with our ritual, I feel like we're all meeting under the same moon doing the same ritual so we do have this energetic connection that sort of reaches across the miles and so um every month we seem to get a new state so that's exciting um so I, my vision of all these energetic frequencies shooting across the states and <laughs> is is becoming a reality and that's really really thrilling beautiful wow so do y'all meet virtually yeah, I usually go live in the group once a week and then we just share our experiences. We talk through the work together there and um, it's, it's been a really neat place to bond for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This whole I, idea of cyclical living is something that I'm teaching and practicing myself. And it's definitely been like a one-on-one -on -one of this is how the body was made to be it was made the female body and how it was made to be in a cycle just like the moon and the more that i practice it the more that i realize how important those new moon intentions are and how potent and powerful they are because i will some months to be honest i will literally forget about what my intention was but i will go back on the full moon and look at the new moon intention that i made two weeks earlier and i'm like oh wow i actually did make a lot of progress with that intention and i didn't even like think about it for two weeks right. so it is a super powerful practice and it's one that um that i think gives you more energy because you start to learn how to become okay with giving yourself a break and to give yourself rest and learn how to take care of yourself in a way that's really nourishing for yourself so i think that it's amazing that you're you're doing these box subscriptions and sync with a moon cycle and like you know bringing all of that into it as well that's super important for women to really learn how uh, to get in tune with their cyclical nature because it does give you more energy for a really awesome sex life too so that's what my next question is for you is you know um, most mamas complain about not having energy or time and like we were talking earlier, like it's totally understandable in the beginning and when you're breastfeeding to, um, to just not have the energy for it. It's like first six weeks. Yeah, totally get it. Um, but do you agree that having a healthy relationship and sex life actually does give you more energy for mothering, um, after that initial time? Absolutely. Um, you know, and 
it, you know, I think that one of the things that happens to us after we have a baby or babies is we sort of feel like sometimes we lose ourselves. Um, you know, we become, you know, caught up in our duties as, as a mom. And um, so one of the ways we can reconnect to that beautiful, vital, you know, uh, robust part of ourself is to connect back to that sexual um, energy that, um, you know, that at one point in our life, you know, was extremely prominent for most of us. And um, to reconnect back to that and find that beautiful balance between, um, you know, the nurturing part of us that's, that's a mother and that does have to somewhat sacrifice ourselves a little bit sometimes to, um, to give our children what they need, but then to also turn around and give back to ourselves um, and, and to make sure that we keep acknowledging um, and seeking that part of ourself is extremely important. And when we do that, then I believe that we do more energy, more stamina, um, definitely emotionally. Um, you know, the women that I know that um, have a good sex life, even when their children are young, they're the people you want to be around because they are always, <laughs> they are, you know, they are feeling it and it shows. And so I, I believe that's there for all of us. Yeah. But it is kind of like going to the gym, you know, like you just got to pack the bag and get there. But once you get there, you're like, man, I'm so glad I came, <laughs> you know? And so um, sometimes it's just, you know, um, you got to just sort of cross that threshold and, um, uh, and, and, you know, know that, um, it's good for you and it is for you again, coming back to that, you know, I still will hear that dynamic sometimes of, you know, um, in that postpartum, you know, well, my partner wants to know if it's okay for us to have sex and, you know, just reminding women like, you know, this is for you too. This is, um, that pleasure is for you. It's not just the partner waiting in the wings, you know, for the, you know, the flag to be waved that, that all is okay. Um, and just trying to help them foster that energy again. For sure. Yeah. I love what you said about, uh, you know, likening your sexuality to going to the gym because it's so true. Like, I think there's a, a prevalent belief that if two people experience a bump in the road and their sexual connection, then that means something about their relationship or that they they're just not meant to be together or something like, would you say that just because you get unhealthy that you're just meant to be unhealthy? Like, no, you would just go to the gym or eat. Right. So right. The same thing. It's like it just because you have a bump in the road uh, with your connection doesn't mean that you're not meant for each other. Like people just assume that like if we're not being compatible in the last few months that, well, I guess this just means our relationship needs to end. That is absolutely not the case. If you haven't tried anything, you know, like 
mm-hmm. try to do things. You know, there's all sorts of intimacy building practices out there. There's all sorts of communication building techniques that you can use to, you know, see what works. And, you know, therapists, coaches, um, life coaches like Malia, sex love relationship coaches like me, like we're out there with tons of tools and techniques. It's just a matter of, are you willing to work on it? Are you willing to go to the gym? You know? Uh, so just wanted to point that out. That I think that's really important that people see that just because you might experience that bump in the road, it's not like, oh no, I guess we're just not meant to be together or it's not going to work out. Like, right. Let's go get what you need, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. You just, yeah, you just make, you know, just like you do with your eating or your um, self care or whatever, you just make a shift and you start taking steps toward the goal you want. And so, the hardest part a lot of times is just the shift is, you know, moving towards something different. And then once you do that, it, it gets easier. And then when you're on the other side of it, you're always like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. So what would you say to a mama who says that she has no energy for sex? I would say first rekindle your self love. Um, you know, get back in touch with that, that part of yourself. Um, it's interesting this month, our box theme was passion. Um, and I, I threw a little bit of a extra ritual in the box this month for the women and it's been very powerful. Um, but it was just, it's just a simple ritual of anointing our belly our lower belly with oil and just doing some light massage in a quiet place um, and just that small act of self-love um, and of course I gave them some affirmations and all to do to say while they were doing that and just that that small act of self-love will rekindle a connection with our body um, and a connection with the power source of our body, our pelvis, our womb, um, and can bring some of those feelings back. So sometimes it's just as simple as, you know, giving yourself that, um, that hot bath and quiet, you know, candlelit bathroom or going and getting that massage or, you know, whatever it is for, um, each unique woman to feel like she is nurturing and loving herself. I think it starts there. We really find it hard to share with another person if we're not really feeling worthy of love ourselves. So coming back to that, uh, self-love I find can rekindle those flames, um, pretty quickly. Um, if um if it's a consistent practice so um that would be my advice is return to self-love rekindle that um connection with yourself yeah definitely i love that so much so so true so if a woman listening in today is like ah, i just don't feel any passion in my relationship and my sex life seems just dead. Do you have any words of wisdom that you'd have to share with them about that? Yeah, again, just, you know, reconnect to your power as a woman. I would say, you know, 
find the sexiest music you know of and for everybody that'll be something different and get in your bedroom close the door and dance like nobody is watching um and like you're trying to you know like you're trying to to lure yourself you know just move your hips and reconnect to the sensual part of you um move your hips spiral your body um uh and open up those channels again it's kind of um you know like um um, you know being built in a stream you know sometimes you just you have to loosen all that up and and let it let it go and let it be washed downstream and i think for me that's the easiest way to do that is to um, move my body explore rituals that will get connect me back to myself um, and um, open myself up to my passion increasing again and and understanding um you know how that's going to uh invigorate me and looking forward to that and going ahead and letting my emotions get excited and match the end the end goal um has been really effective for me awesome thank you yeah and if you had one piece of advice or one tip about being a multi-orgasmic mama, what would it be? <laughs> oh, one, only one. Again, I, I'm going to come back to that, like, you know, um, that self-love, just, you know, connect to yourself and love who you are and um, embrace that sexual part of you that is unique like all of your other qualities and nurture it and feed it for sure beautiful awesome well thank you so so much malia for your time and for being a guest here today really appreciate all your beautiful words of wisdom and advice and i'm sure everyone else is super appreciative of you too for your box subscription sounds amazing and seriously like i want to go to your, your yoga class one day i'm gonna find <laughs> yoga class i would love that i would love that well thank you so much for having me and for having these conversations and the work that you're doing too um you know if, if all of us just keep bringing this message to the forefront i believe that I believe we're on the verge of a revolution. Um, I sort of feel it stirring in the cosmos. So I think, I think it's happening and it's exciting to be part of it. So I love connecting with um, all the other professionals and all doing this amazing work. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And I'll see you soon. Thanks.